Welcome everyone to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. I am your host, Chris O'Mealy, and I am joined by Dan Peck. We're live, pal. Yes, we are. For this week's special episode, because, you know, everybody's freaking quarantined. So Everyone with their quarantine. Everybody has nothing to do. They're all stuck inside their homes, and all these states have all these laws about how you can only go out if you're going to get gas or get groceries. Otherwise, you can't go anywhere. You need and documentation that you're essential. I have that documentation. I have the letter from my company that's like, this person is essential, and they need to be out, which I just have in my car. So... As a special treat, this episode is also being broadcast live on Facebook in our Facebook group, Club Kayfabe, home of true wrestling fans. You guys can join us live. You can ask us questions and give us stuff to talk about because there is so little happening with pro wrestling right now because everybody's kind of either on a standstill or they're just doing empty arena stuff that there's almost nothing to talk about. But we will, in fact, talk about stuff. And if you are in the chat, like Tom Dickinson is, say hi. So please, say hi. Let us know you're here and tuning in. Mm, thanks. He says California's $1,000 fine and six months. Yeah, that's pretty serious. It, uh, so, yeah, our county shut down Thursday and the state is shutting down Monday. So. Yikes. Yeah, we, um... It was put into effect Monday, but they're actually enforcing it now as of 8 o'clock last night. And I'll tell you guys a very funny story for those of you who have been a listener for a while. Uh, my one coworker demanded to leave early because he was terrified of being pulled over because he's been, driving, that would be. he's been driving without a license. Because we leave at 7.30, and the enforcement took place at 8, and he lives just about a half hour away, so. I'd also like to say hi to Dave Schneider and Ellis Holmes, also joining us in the chat. However, I'm not going to repeat what Ellis said in the chat, because he's a jerk. I will. He said penis. Yes, yes, he did. Hello, Dave. Greetings from New Jersey, as Dave said. And Dave, that is my home state. And I know that they enforced it before Pennsylvania did, which is why we're currently enforcing it. Tom is also teaching from home until May 4th. Jeez. Oh. And I gotta, gotta wonder how that works when you're teaching cooking. I'm sure, I'm sure it works, but... He's gonna have his own food network show. You can't taste what the students are doing, though, which is kind of unfortunate. So, but yes, uh, while you guys are joining us in the chat, you can ask us questions that we can answer during the show because nobody responded in the question thread. So we'll, oh. we'll do live questions instead. Well, fuck it. I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> but I also want to give some shout outs. Did you know that CKCC Radio on Podbean now has two shows by Jeff Trelowitz? You can listen oh, to I real. Did. I listened to them the other day. Yes, real paranormal. I'm all, talk. I'm all caught up on the feed, man. And ranking tracks. Also, J Bunny's Music Hub, the twelfth episode now up, and 
a new episode possibly coming. So instead of all these backlog episodes, you might get some new content for the first time. And the first Monday of April is just around the corner. As we record this on Saturday, the first Monday is actually... Uh, oh, actually, it'll be the 6th of April, yeah. so it'll be a week from this upcoming Monday, and that's when you're going to get your new motivational moves. But Adrian might also be putting out new content, too, so keep an eye out for that. Making moves, making moves, making motivational moves. <laughs> uh, so Dave Schneider just asked, what do you guys think about Roman Reigns pulling out of Mania? And I'm actually going to address that when we get to our news this week. But before we do, we have to... We have to do the trivia question. What do you got for us, Dan? What was the uh, last week's trivia question? Was what was the first championship won by Kota Ibushi? Um, I'm going to assume it was not in New Japan. No. Okay. It was I... in fact at DDT. Ooh. Was it the metal <laughs> weight or no? <laughs> it was the KO Tag Team Championship, or it's the KO Dash D. It stands for King of DDT. Ah, Tag okay. Championship. Um, and he won it with some person they'll find. I went to the wrong page. I am now <laughs> at the, the history of the tag team titles. And I should have just went where I found it to begin with. There's a lot of history there. <clears throat> yes, while you're doing that, I will head back to the chat. Uh, Dave comically asks if we know Joey Image. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, Dave, trust me. We know Joe. Well, Dan's never actually met Joe in person, but you have had many, many conversations with him online. Yes. Uh, he won the tag titles with Daichi Kakimoto. I don't know who that is. In October of 2005, that was his first tag team championship. His See, first championship tag titles. So was Coda was Coda a rook back then? Uh, it might have been in his second year. Sometimes I kind of feel like he's. Uh, he, yeah, he started in 04. I always feel his like he's been around longer than that. But I think it's just because you've been so prominent for the last couple of years. I always feel like he's been around longer than the 2000s. Like he feels like a 90s guy to me. So I always kind of forget. I definitely forget that stuff. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, Dave, we definitely know Joe. In fact, Dave, I've met you before. And it was because of Joey Image. Remember we were... Uh, I don't remember if that was just dinner or one of the shows or probably after a show. Or it could just have been a random Joey Image encounter, but... Yes, I have. I have a plethora of Joey Image. Stories. Well, yeah, you know when you're when you're at the parts where you're on the over map and you're walking around, you you generally get gen, generally get random Joey Image encounters. Yeah. <laughs> Ella says I've met Image and nothing bad happened. I never said something bad would happen. He met him like last week, right? <laughs> when he yeah. went on vacation. Joe's a big fan of Michael and. Uh, Ella sent him the video of doing all of the wrestling moves to his son, and he said Joe loved it. The best part was Michael loved it. My favorite part is Ella just goes, you want a German? <laughs> the kid's like, yes. <laughs> okay, so here's your German suplex. Here's your German shies of porn. What? <laughs> uh, Ma'am, if you've been a German shies video, you, you tell me, right? 
S in my shizer. Okie dokie. Uh, we have a trivia question for this week, though. Don't we, Dan? Uh, yes, we do. MLW has had two War Games matches in its entire history. Ooh. Who won the first one? I do not know. I've never seen an MLW War Games match, but we'll find out. The answer coming on next week's Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk, which you can subscribe to on Podbean. Podbean. CKCCRadio.podbean.com. You get this and all these other shows that you guys can listen to. So enjoy that stuff. And if you are quarantined, you can catch up on all our partner shows like CHMR's Ring Rust with Mark Jabroni, the Blake and Sal show with Blake Riley and Sal Costa, Jeff Trelowitz's other show, the Citifan podcast, and of course the Race Nerd podcast with Matt Hardman. Get caught up on everything. So I want to get to the uh, the meat of the matter here, <clears throat> and that of course is what's happening with WrestleMania. As Dave pointed out, Roman has pulled out, and that was due to health reasons. As we all know, Roman recently recovered from leukemia. It was leukemia or lymphoma. I always get that confused. It's leukemia. Leukemia, yeah. He's only like a year and a couple months past treatment. And as our co-host, who's not here today, R.I.P., um, hey, he can have a restful <laughs> sleep. Um, uh, he, uh, Glenn said that after his treatment, he wasn't okay for another eight years. Good God. Yeah. So. That was smart. Roman could literally, Roman is high risk. So stay at home with your kids. Yes. Good. Please. Please stay home with the children. Um, a lot of people have pulled out for the WrestleMania show. Some due to injury, like Andrade has a rib injury. Uh, Murphy, I believe, was an undisclosed injury. Also, Rey Mysterio, Asuka, Cesaro, Dana Brooke, and The Miz were all supposedly pulled out. But the there are spoilies online already. We are avoiding them. I do want to apologize to Joe Mad Dog Needle, who posted... The, uh, the spoiler of who Goldberg's opponent was, but that was actually reported by WWE, so that's technically not a spoiler. So I apologize for calling it that. It's not like he revealed uh, the result apologize. of the match. I I apologize for that. But we're gonna we're gonna go over they're calling it WrestleMania PC on some of the dirt sheets, and I actually kind of enjoy that. Instead of thirty six, it's like, WrestleMania Performance Center. It's like earlier when they were like it's a st- WrestleMania star, WrestleMania play button. Yeah, this is going to be WrestleMania pirate ship. A little disappointing. They got to make up for that somehow. Uh, the varied reports did say the card is lackluster at best, but we will, from uh, what people have read on the internet, but we'll go over that real quick. But to uh, to stay on top of the chat here, Randy Moyer repping the Pacific Northwest has also never met Joey Image. But to be fair, he really hasn't met many of us, so... And yes, I did do Mark Mesh shows in Strasbourg, so that is probably where you have seen me before, Dave. Because I have worked for Mark Mest in the past. Yes, and I agree with Tom. That is very smart on Roman Reigns' part. I do agree they should have set stuff. And yes, they are going to set a new attendance record. I mean, you can set an all-time low as a record, right? So, what do you think is the lowest before? That's a good question. We'd actually have to uh, go crunch the numbers. Um, 
I don't. The smallest place they ran. I don't recall. Hartford Civic Center, maybe. I don't recall the WrestleMania Nine crowd looking that big. Do you? No. Yeah, that wasn't a parking lot. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> that's actually probably the answer. Um, they built it in the parking lot. Indeed, they did. <laughs> All right, so guys, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to quickly go over the card, but if you have any questions you'd like us to answer, start dropping them in the chat, and we'll do the Q&A as soon as we cover the card here. So let's talk about what some of these matches are, whether or not they'll be affected by an empty arena or not, etc. Uh, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley, which is pretty much just there to get them on the card. They don't have much of a storyline going on. I will enjoy seeing Aleister Black on a WrestleMania card. I kind of wish he had better circumstances for it, but at least Lashley and him will have a decent hard-hitting match. Hey, at so. least it'll be dark when he makes his entrance, because <laughs> they can just turn the lights off. That's true. Because this thing sounds like curtain jerk-off. Uh, Elias versus King Corbin. They've been building that forever. That'll probably just be an okay match because Elias isn't really a fantastic in-ring technician. And Corbin, even though he's gotten better, is still below average for what he should be. So that's just going to be storyline-driven crap. Probably be lame, and nobody will be there to boo Corbin. Watch them do pre-show dark matches, even though technically the entire fucking show is pre-show dark matches. That would be insane, and I could see that too. Uh, Otis versus Dolph Ziggler will be the payoff to the Mandy Rose storyline. Although I've kind of lost interest in it at this point because I feel like they they botched their own angle. Fans are not, I think. Eh. I got, yeah, that's pretty much just a meh. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins will be good. Just shitty that they have nobody to react to it. Because <laughs> they'll have a good match. Um, now, I'm not seeing anything about the, uh, the the women's tag titles, which I guess they pulled because Asuka's not going to be there. So I'm assuming that's just off the table entirely. Uh, Cena and Fiend in a Firefly Funhouse match. You know what? For an empty arena show, this is a good way to do something like that because they can do backstage stuff. They can have it happen in the Firefly Funhouse. They can have all their supernatural shit. And it'll... Uh, I'm sure it'll be fun. We all know John Cena and Bray Wyatt are better workers than are given credit for, so let them have some fun here. I don't know what a boneyard match is, Dan, but that's so what we're seeing. You see, you have to make your opponent say boneyard, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you win. God damn. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> they should have had a bone saw match. <laughs> so, yes, AJ Styles and Undertaker will take place in a boneyard match. And Taker. Taker's entrance is more eerie when out, without the fans to react to it, by the way. That's actually the one of the only things that's enhanced by no people reacting. Uh, Edge versus Orton in a last man standing match. This is uh, unfortunate that Edge has to do this in front of an empty arena. Because I think that really sucks because it's going to ruin his pop and you know he's going over. He'll I get... thought I saw that Edge was out. No, he's apparently still listed. He, I haven't heard him being out. 
And uh, in the in the comments, it was saying that Lashley was possibly out too. Well, I, I'm not reading the spoilers. I'm just going to wait to see the show. So I guess we'll see what happens. But one thing that was show. one thing that was confirmed was Andrade's replacement for the Raw tag titles with Angel Garza is actually Austin Theory. Okay. So Street Profits versus Garza and Theory for the Raw tag Hasn't titles. Hasn't he like been on two episodes of NXT? Now he's at WrestleMania. Yep. In a tag title match. With nobody there to react for him. That's a shame. Um, Miz is still listed with Morrison. And I know that they said that that got pulled. He got pulled. But again, I don't know. And I'm not checking anything. But it was supposed to be a triple threat ladder match. I mean, there's... Half of this card is going to probably change before, right before the show. As well, so... Yes. Ellis went grocery shopping. May the odds be ever in your favor, sir. Uh, did Taker change his gimmick? No. There is still a rumor about the badass thing happening, but has not happened yet. And God, I hope he stays as the dead man. I don't want the badass You've done it now. You've gone and ate your birthday cake. I can't allow... Um, now, one thing I did hear that I think would be really awesome for the Fatal Five Way for the women's match, which is Tamina, Naomi, Lacey, Sasha, and Bailey, there was talk that they were going to do a finger poke of Doom finish, and Bailey was going to lay down for Sasha, and they were going to use that as a one-upsmanship to say that, oh, well, we're going to give Sasha a chance and turn that into a whole storyline against Vince. That could actually be intriguing. And if you're going to do a finger poke of doom at a on a quote-unquote mania card, the only way you're going to get away with that is to have no fans there. Yeah, but if you get away with a finger poke of doom in a five-person match, freaking good on you. Yeah, actually. That could actually be really intriguing, and it could be... I, could, I might actually laugh out loud if they go that direction. Uh, the matches that are really going to be affected are the, the, the top five here without the crowd. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the NXT women's title will be ruined by the fact that we're not going to see if Ripley would get a decent mania reaction or if how it would react if Charlotte goes over for the title. This is also one of the only matches that's had an actual build, so. Yeah. Uh, well, so has Becky versus Shayna, and again, that's another one where we're not going to know if the crowd would be behind the fact if Shayna's the one to end Becky's reign as Raw Women's Champion. That's another one that's affected negatively, and I do think that's a real shame. But they insisted on they insisted on the show going on, and even though supposedly everybody in the company is against it, yeah, only only one person is for it. Yep, and which you can is, guess who that is? Which is why they're doing it. I still think they should have postponed Mania and just done a special and done some some stuff, but you know, it's this is what they're this is what they're going for. And uh And again, it's it's already out there, so feel free to go and read the spoilers if you want. Just be respectful and keep them out of the group for people who don't want to see these spoilers. Uh Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental title will be a good match. Hell yeah. That's pretty much all I have to say about that, really. You know it's going to be a good match. doesn't really matter who goes over because Brian doesn't want to be full-time anymore. That's something that's mm-hmm. been reported. So Sammy could retain, and it would just it would actually just keep Sammy strong. 
And I like the fact that they did Nakamura versus Drew Gulak as the rep as to if Brian would face him if Gulak won and Gulak did win. And Gulak versus Nakamura was a decent match, so. I love what they're doing because they had the um, Gulak and Daniel Bryan doing, like, the grapple warm-ups and then do the salute and freaking Nagata retweeted it. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, so we've it has been revealed by WWE that Braun Strowman is Goldberg's replacement opponent for the Universal title. That, so does that mean we finally get Strowman as champ? Yep, with nobody to react to it. I'm guessing that's what they did, and that's so disappointing. Same with Drew versus Brock. Again, without with, with that no reaction there, it's just... With nobody but Nicholas. <laughs> it would be really funny if Nicholas was just... There in the crowd. <laughs> I think they should have done what AEW did. They should have put some, put some performance center people out there. Tell them how to ha- tell them how to react. Dim the light. Have them social distance, and then dim the light so you can't. You can hear the noise, but you can't really see it. But. Uh, in in funny news from AEW though, they've been recording WWE backstage doing the. Uh, the Skype, and Moxley crashed the show because Renee Young's the host and they're doing it from home. And he just showed up with the dog. Yep. Mox, Mox with dog. Mox with dog. This so. Mox does not come with dog as illustrated. <laughs> uh, yes. And uh, some other fun stuff. Did you see the, did you see like the, an Insta, I think it was Insta? They're like, a bunch of the Canadian wrestlers are doing a thing where they're like trying to bounce a roll of split paper on like their hockey stick or whatever. Yes. And Renee does it, but she does it with like her other stick, whatever that that's for like girls version or whatever. And she only does one. And then Mox comes in and super kicks her and steals the toilet paper back. <laughs> I did see that. It's freaking hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Ah, can they let Braun go over? Will Braun be a placeholder? Um, yes, and probably also yes. I mean, Goldberg's a placeholder. (laughs) Yeah, Goldberg was the placeholder, so... He's a transitional. Well, I guess we're gonna have to see. I mean, Roman ain't gonna come back till he feels comfortable and this thing gets under control, so... Which means end of April. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all miss me, baby girl? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm here for that. I'm here for that Universal Championship, dog. Well, here's uh, the good news: we we put off a Roman Reigns title reign by a month. <laughs> Silver lining, right? <laughs> uh, so we are doing the Club Kayfabe Hall of Fame. I started the nomination thread today because Triple H went an entire year being nominated and never getting in. He was ballot person number one, so I'm allowing four other nominations to uh, to go in here. And I've already did my four. I saw a couple of people did their four. Randy Moyer focusing on the Japanese legacy. I tried to go more old school. We did get some new school names. I actually did not realize Eddie Guerrero was not in our Hall of Fame, and I feel like everyone's going to vote for him. But uh, Gory Guerrero got nominated. I saw Dean Malenko nominated. Scott Hall. Luthez, which was my initial nomination, and that got seconded. And uh, Randy Moore did ask an interesting question. He said, how was he not in already? 
And I think our Hall of Fame is still done by the popularity contest, and people really do go for the modern stuff that they knew and the people that they really idolized the most, which is what I feel like the focus is now, and I really don't have an issue with that. Um, the one thing I do always have an issue with is when the recently deceased is immediately like, they have to get into our Hall of Fame now. I'm just like, like WWE does. Yeah. Cause that's, that's kind of what, that's kind of that, uh, that whole thing. And I'm just like, uh, I'm not, not a fan of that per se, but, um, but that, that is how it works. And I, I honestly don't have an issue with it, but if you are, I mean, it's a vote for the people of the group. And yeah. That's I mean, it, it's usually a, a deserving deserving person i don't see an issue with that you know what i mean like it's like king kong bundy got in right after he got nominated right after he passed and he does deserve to be in it so because he's not in theirs right they haven't put him in yet i don't think so so and he does deserve to be in even if even if vince mcmahon was once quoted as saying that his work hurt like hell and looked like shit (laughs) so Vince clearly wasn't a huge fan. Um, but uh, while you guys, you guys can keep asking questions in the chat and we'll get to them. But first, I got to talk about this Dark Side of the Ring. Season 2 is back. And if you haven't seen it, um, Viceland, I know, has been putting a lot of their stuff on YouTube. I don't know if the whole first season is on there. But the first season, you know, they did Bruiser Brody. They did Gino Hernandez. They did the Montreal Screwjob. They did Fabulous Moolah really good stuff and this season is going to focus on i know they're going to do new jack they're going to do dino bravo they're going to do owen hart which is going to be huge because it's the first time martha has spoken out in uh geez ever i think in any and any you want to know what's weird is we watched the first official episode of smackdown for the uh patron show um they were back in the Kemper Arena, and it had only been like two or three months. I know. I did notice that, yeah. I was be... like, we're the Kemper Arena, and I'm like, uh, when died there in June? And it's August. Yeah. Jeez. Gotta think about that. And they're back. <sighs> it was, uh, what was the date? May 20th. I think it was, I think it was May 23rd, was which of, is my dad's, end of May, yeah. which is my dad's birthday. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> Because it was like the last pay-per-view before my school year ended, I think. Yeah, because I do remember, um, yep, May 23rd, and that's my father's birthday. That's how I always remember King of the Ring was always, uh, King of the Ring was always, is it King of the Ring was June. The week week before or the week after I end school was usually where King of the Ring was. Uh, Yeah. And it was it was right after his birthday too because he was born May seventh, so it was. He had died at the age of thirty four, and he had only just turned thirty four, which means I have now outlived Owen Hart, and that's so yeah. depressing, to actually think about. Oh, and the, and the story's so terrible because he was gonna he was gonna retire, in a couple of years he was gonna become a fireman so he could just stay home and be with his kids. They had just bought their dream house, like it's so. It's a dismal thing to read about, but uh, stay tuned in a couple in a couple of weeks. Oh, we, we will talk. About, oh yeah, we'll talk about that in depth. But the one that I was waiting for, oh my god, the the two parter Chris Benoit season premiere. This was above and beyond one of the most intense pieces of television I have ever watched in my entire life. They go so in depth 
to not just Benoit's career and how great of a wrestler and of a person he was and how these things just happen, but like they do a lot of extensive talk about his friendship with Eddie and how that basically contributed a lot to it. In fact, the big thing that I they did, you know, they talked because they talked to Vicky Guerrero a lot and she talks about how he was never the same after Eddie passed. They talked to Nancy's sister and I know she did Jericho's podcast a couple of months back, but it was really intense to see her on there. They talked to David, who was only 14 when this incident happened. And I think people don't realize that he was only a 14 year old kid. They don't talk to Megan at all, Chris's daughter, but I don't know if that's by choice or whatever. And I do know that, uh, of course, they interview Chavo, they interview Chris Jericho, and they even interview the sheriff who responded for the wellness check in Fayetteville, Georgia. He, uh, you know, he talks about how he gets to the house, the neighbor meets him, the dogs were in the back. The neighbor goes in with the dogs and comes out screaming because he, she's screaming because she discovered Daniel's body. And it's just it's just one of those escalating scenarios. And they, they show police foot, footage – well, not footage. They show police file photos, not of the bodies, of course, but, you know, of the house as they're taking pictures and what everything looked like. And it's – it, it's crazy in depth to go back and relive all this stuff and like and to hear all these different points of views and you know even even Paul Heyman and Jim Ross both saying things like he was great but we the two people are dead because of what we he did and we can't forgive that you know Jim Ross is like they say they want him in the Hall of Fame and I'm like hell no that's never going to happen because all it's going to do is bring back these memories and how he had gone to the funeral and he was super – he said I was the most unwelcome person in the room because I was with the WWE and they didn't want anything to do with me. But I think the most intense thing was at the end David just breaks down and Chavo and Sandy come in and just reassure him right on camera. And it's – you get all the feels when you see that as uh, Randy pointed out in the chat here. It's, I mean, it's such an intense thing to watch, but they also reveal that, you know, the fam, each family told the other that they didn't want anything to do with the other and Chris, and they believed that for years. And Chris Jericho got David and Sandra to reconnect. And that's really cool. Cause she even said like, I got my nephew back. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's, that's important that they were able to reconnect and considering that they were all given false information because of just anger about the situation. But they also do a lot of interview time with Chris Nowinski about the, uh, the brain damage. And he talks in depth about how this was not the same man. The, the brain damage had a lot to do with it. That and the testosterone levels. So they said this was not the same. The guy who committed these atrocities was not the guy everybody knew. And I think... I think the special did a really good job humanizing Chris Benoit again. It's an absolute must-see, but it's an intense piece of television, so just prepare yourself before you watch it. It is uh it, it definitely set the tone for what the season's going to bring 
and uh, they did. The creators were on Cornette's podcast, and they did confirm they attempted to contact Kevin Sullivan to be part of it, and he refused. And there are still conspiracy theorists out there who so believe. Take that for what <laughs> you will. And yeah, that's exactly. There are still conspiracy theorists out there. But not only did they try to humanize Benoit again, but they made a really good point where they said, you know, woman was this fantastic valet and was pretty much the last of her era and helped to almost revolutionize what a valet was in an era where they were disappearing. And people just forget about that. And they said they want her career to be remembered. And the special did a lot for her. As much as it did for him, it did a lot for her, too. So, I think you uh, you can't underestimate how powerful this piece of television is, and this we're and we're just getting started. I heard the uh, the new Jack episode is going to be good. I I saw a little preview of it. I'm talking about well, uh, mass transit. I think is like oh, they say I stabbed a mate, but I thought it was thirteen or something like that. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, he was a bounty hunter, and he's got at least four justifiable homicides under his belt. I wonder if he's going to talk about that. About, like, yup, I kill people, and I got away with it. Like, I would I, I, I would love to meet New Jack, but I would be absolutely terrified to ever work with him in any capacity on any wrestling show. I wouldn't even want to be his referee or his ring announcer, to be perfectly honest. Like, I just... I'd be okay sharing a locker room with him. I'd shake his hand, and I'd probably stay far the fuck away from him. I mean, I'd be a right call in his shit. The, the last thing I did on a wrestling show was commentary, but there was nobody there that were convicted murderers on that show, as far as I know. <laughs> unless, uh, unless any of the True Mill people murdered somebody, because they were the people I really didn't know were the True Mill students. But, just saying... <laughs> I think we're safe there. But yes, if you guys have any other questions you'd like us to answer, go ahead and drop them in the chat now. While you do that, I'd like to give a hype portion here real quick because we don't have too much wrestling content to talk about. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons was released last Friday. I left it downloading and then what you know went to work, uh, let it finish up. Didn't play it that night because we were doing the show. So I actually started it on Saturday, and then, as you guys know, due to potential exposure to the coronavirus, I was quarantined for three days until the test came back negative and cleared me to return to work. So Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I sat at home and pretty much played Animal Crossing and my Raspberry Pi, because I got all the Super Nintendo games on there. But if you guys were fans of the GameCube game in any capacity, or you played any... I never played the DS ones, but if you played any of them and you're a fan of the concept, it's more of the same. If you like that stuff, it's a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun with it. I've uh, gotten attacked by tarantulas. I've found lots and lots of fossils. I've got the... Uh, right now, my resident service is closed for the day, so... I stocked up on everything I needed yesterday, but uh, it, it is a lot of fun. I've caught all the insects that are going to leave at the end of March, and I only have one more fish that's time-sensitive, or I won't be able to catch it again till December. And of His course, name Bobby. It is not Bobby. It's a string fish. 
You can only catch it on clifftop rivers, and I'm having no freaking luck. But I would like to go on record as saying that I, Chris O'Mealy, was the first person to ever visit Leva Bates' island. AEW librarian Leva Bates. She told me that herself. She's like, you're my first visitor. I didn't even know I was on her island. It was just like, hey, you want to go to Dharma, Inc.? And I'm like, okay, that's someone's island. And then I couldn't find the person, and I didn't recognize the avatar. And I'm like, hello, where am I? Who is this? And it comes up from her. She's like, hey, you're my first visitor. So I wrote a little thing on her bulletin board so she would remember. Not that not that her and I are cl- really close or anything, but it was still pretty cool to to be her first visitor. And only because she's somewhat famous. If I was the first visitor on any of my friends' islands, that's cool too, but none of y'all are on national television, so. And if you are, (laughs) sorry guys, Clay and Heather, I apologize. (laughs) Actually, I haven't been to Heather's island yet, but her boyfriend Clay, I was on his island, Clayborn as he was, and, uh. What's cool is you can do the um you can do the design shop online and then you can get the QR code and scan in your own images and I saw that Danny Risner who I don't believe is in the chat right now but if he was give a shout out Danny uh has pictures of Chikorita, Cyndaquil and Totodile up in his house and he's wearing an AEW shirt and I think that's freaking awesome I yeah I've been seeing a lot of New Japan stuff being recreated and I and... saw the Bullet Club shirt, I saw um the, the the regular New Japan shirt, I saw the Alpha Club. I've seen the Tom Baker costume, I've seen Captain America, I've seen the the Breath of the Wild Z- Link tunic. I almost said Zelda tunic and that would have been wrong. Uh, I've seen the Bazinga shirt, I've seen the Flash shirt. I've seen a lot of that stuff and of course y'all know my cats are going to be hanging on my wall pretty soon. Because I'm going to put the Perry and Lily in there. And then Shannon's like, put a picture of me in there. So I was like, okay. So I'll have a picture of her on the wall. Maybe I could do like our wedding photo or something. That'd be pretty cool. Um, I think I like I like that tool feature too. Because I don't remember the other games having stuff like that. I'm sure the DS game had stuff like that. But again, I, I didn't play them. And I didn't. I played the mobile game for like a day, and I was like, "This is actually kind of lame. I'm not a fan." But my island, my island is called Kayfabe. Because the what else? The Isle of Kafabe. The Isle of Kafabe. Because what else would I call it? Um, my first two residents was a monkey named Shry, who's kind of kind of a jerk, and a bighorn sheep named Dom, who's super obsessed with working out. And every time you talk to him, he's like, he's like, how your muscles doing today, buddy? I was like, this guy's a little, a little weird, but I just got three new neighbors. I got a kangaroo named Kit. Uh, not Kit Fisto or Kit Harrington, just Kit the kangaroo. Uh, a duck. I love named- that your go-to was Kit Fisto. <laughs> a Star Wars character who was never name checked. <laughs> Well, he is if you watch Clone Wars. Yeah, I would imagine. And, and, he's, and he's totally got a Jamaican accent. <laughs> also, uh, I like I like the random accents they've put in the Clone Wars. Like, apparently all Twi'leks are French. Because every one of them has a French accent. Although I think they kind of dropped that when they did the Twi'leks in The Mandalorian. 
Although they also expand on the Mandalorian lore in the Mandalorian and not in the Clone Wars because they have no problem taking their helmets off. They're, they're just... They're, or maybe they're just dicks. I don't know. But yeah, um, and then my newest neighbor moved in. His name is Rex. He's a lion. But it was funny. One of the neighbors comes running up to me and they're like, hey, we, I got a gift that made me think of you. And when you put it down, it says it's a homework set. It's like a book and study papers. I'm like, what an asshole. So you thought of me and was like, hey, you need to go do your homework. Because you're dumb. <laughs> and one guy randomly gave me a utility pole. So now on my tropical island, there's just a random utility pole with a transformer and no wires attached to it at all. I'm like, okay. But then I got a real gift today. When I was playing this morning, they gave me a sandcastle. They're like, I know you'll find a great place to put it. So I went down to the beach where the, where the main pier is and I dropped my sandcastle. I got a little sandcastle sand on the beach. In the sand. It's in the sand, yeah. And then I also have um I have an elephant slide and one of those uh one of those those little ponies at the uh, the playground, you know, the little thing that bops up and down, the riding horses I think they're called. You mean you mean the the beehives? Is that is that what they're called? No, but, but if if it doesn't get used every day, there will be a beehive in it. Oh. <laughs> making a game a game reference i'm like oh no wait i that's actually happened in real life and it's unfortunate yeah you have to use playground equipment on the daily or they just build in it in fact i got attacked by wasps when i was five because i was on my swing set and disturbed a wasp nest a wasp nest and it stung me right behind the ear and i cried because i was five years old and i immediately developed a fear of stinging insects from that point on, even though I've gotten a lot better as an adult, I still kind of freak out when I see them initially. I didn't get stung until I was, like, double digits in age. Damn. And then I got stung, like, three times in, a, in one month. <laughs> I got stung by a bee in the middle of the night. I woke up with this pain in my arm, but it just felt like a muscle cramp. Like, what the fuck was that all about? And the next morning, I found a dead bee behind my bed. And I was like, oh, what an asshole. It was probably yeah. like, it just wanted a cuddle, right? I guess. <laughs> well. I wanted to scare you by going, boo, B. Um, oh. Uh, I, was, I was just given a picture of a Walmart, and there is a bunch of pre-made Easter baskets where the toilet paper should be. That's amazing. Well, it's free shelf space. <laughs> Oof. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Did you see the thing? It was the meme. It was a it was a roll of toilet paper, and the guy sawed it in half. So it made it, or no, yeah, it was uh, paper towels, and he sawed it in half. So it was uh, two rolls of toilet paper. It just said, "Follow me for more recipes." I love that shit. But Tom Dickinson, you can be like, "Hey, if you guys eat dinner tonight, that's your homework." <laughs> Tom, what you should do is you should make them like a like a a quarantine food list. Like, all right, kids, you, you're going to eat healthy. So I want you to I want you to do blah blah for breakfast, for lunch, and for dinner, and make make it good stuff. Oh yeah, and because it's back. because everything is like full on pantry food right now because all the easy make stuff is gone. 
Oh, Tom, like, Tom, she should do an episode of Chopped for your students. Be like, go find some random ingredients, bring them to the webcam, and make shit out of it. On this episode of Tom Chopped. Chopped with Tom. That would be a... I'd watch that. Yeah, so how are y'all handling the quarantine? Is, uh, is anybody else essential like me? So I haven't left the house for about a month before uh, I started. Uh, so I have, a, I have a funny work story I want to share with you guys. Uh, so as you guys know, I was quarantined because of the potential exposure. And I told my boss that I would do whatever needed when I came back. You know, whatever's required, do it. And I had heard that a face mask was going to be required. And when I came in, you know, you have your you have our your little cubbyhole boxes where we can put all our stuff and we each have one. There was a mask waiting for me in there. So I put on the mask and I went and I worked with Anthony and Sean, both of who were part of the, as we called us, team quarantine. We were put at our own table. We all had face masks. And, of course, you have to wear gloves, but everybody's wearing the gloves. Anthony was out with a head cold. And Sean actually had an upper respiratory infection. So both of them were like, nope, you're wearing the masks. So I did like half the day back in the mask. And I went up to my boss. I'm like, hey, quick question. How long am I going to actually be required to wear this before you guys deem it okay to take it off? And he starts laughing. He goes, you were never required to wear it. I thought you volunteered when you texted me and said you were willing to wear one. And I said, well, why'd you put one in my box? He goes, I didn't. Anthony did. So I just ripped the mask off. I'm like, fuck this shit. Because <laughs> it was kind of hard to breathe after a while. But I'm also suspicious if I was forced to take the mask off because I kept making Bane references the entire time. Because it was one of those masks that has, like, the little breathing thing on the end. Mm-hmm. So so the whole time I kept just walking up to people going, oh, you're in quarantine. This package will be your reckoning, Allentown puppy groomer. <laughs> oh, Allentown. <laughs> this will be your reckoning. And we're living here in Allentown. <laughs> so our job's precautions for the warehouse are pretty simple. We all wear gloves and no more than three people are allowed at a table at once. So we can kind of social distance. But we've actually slowed down considerably since the first week of panic buying. And I think as uh, my coworker Justin said, he's like, I feel like all of our clients pretty much got all the shit that they need. And now we're getting back to like the regular orders. Rex needs a year's supply of his worm medicine. Oh, my God. We we had to limit because we sell gloves. Obviously, they had to limit. They're only allowed three packages of gloves per size. So, of course, people are trying to order, like, three smalls, three mediums, three larges, three extra larges. But the only way you're allowed around that is if the rep specifically approves it. Otherwise, uh, nope, you only get the three. And if you don't, and if they try to order more, we're like, nope, not happening. And we we put the order on hold and wait until we get either confirmation that this got approved or you ain't getting your shit. Tough shit. And that will be your reckoning. <laughs> that will be your reckoning. So yes. So, uh, but then one of my dumbass coworkers, and I'm I'm gonna shame him on the show, and I'm not gonna say who it is. But if you follow the show, it's the same idiot who was scared about driving home without his license. Was like, I can't work as fast with my gloves, so he took them off. And now his big strategy is he just hand sanitizes really heavily 
goes and does his stuff, and then hand sanitizes after. And I'm like, you are an idiot, and I'm really glad that I no longer have to work with you, because I'm back on the regular side. So, I'm going to shame him. You know, hand like I had heard like hand sanitizer is going to be a big issue in the near future, as far as like you're going to get sick of anything mm-hmm. <laughs> because you've been exposed to nothing all these years because you've been overly hand sanitizing. Yeah, and actually, because I've got my horrible seasonal allergies and I'm always my immune system's always on overdrive now, which is actually why I haven't really gotten sick uh, in some time, like like sick sick. In fact, the last two times I got sick, it was just a stomach bug, but that's just, you know, that's that's its own thing, so. I barely even count that. I was like, oh, I just had a day where I shit a lot. Because <laughs> I think, yeah, I think essentially it's like six hours of throwing up or diarrhea, and then you're actually pretty much done. You You still feel miserable, but once you get it out of your system, and you know when you're done, too, because you get like that final shot. And then after well, that, your you gut just... doesn't feel like you've been doing doing uh, sit ups for five days anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's an ab workout. Exactly I'm pretty freaking ripped, you know. I was shitting my guts out all night. <laughs> ripped. Yeah, my my Animal Crossing neighbor goes. I had a dream that I had a 64 pack, and each of those abs had its own 64 pack. <laughs> I just started <laughs> laughing at that. I could. That That is something that a meathead obsessed with working out would say. And my new neighbor, the lion, is obsessed with snacking. So I'm like, oh, these guys aren't going to get along. But yes, you can you can open up your island to visitors. And uh, I have all the fruit trees now because there's six different fruit trees. My, my native were pears, but now I have apples, oranges, cherries, peaches, and coconuts. But I got I to gotta talk about the tarantula island thing because... Tarantulas are the uh, one of the the three dangerous insects. There's the wasp nest. If you shake trees, a wasp nest comes down. They attack you and they sting you. But if you catch them, you can sell the wasp, and it's worth a lot of money. Tarantulas are worth eight thousand bells, which is high currency, especially early on in the game, when you owe all that money to that capitalist raccoon Tom Nook, who's just like, oh yeah, I'll expand your house. You just owe me <laughs> six figures. Man, to think that in the previous game, he just immediately made you mayor. What a piece of shit. What a piece of shit, exactly. (laughs) Well, I don't know. There's no mayor on the island yet. We might get that far. It seems to be some fun expansion stuff going on here. But, um, oh, and you can choose if your island's in the northern or southern hemisphere. So if you really want winter and summer, you uh, you can put yourself in the southern hemisphere and have snow in July. I know one person who did that, shout out to Megan Carey, but everybody else I know is in the Northern Hemisphere and their seasons are acting normal. I don't think I could do that. I think that would just fuck up my head too much where it's like, where I'm like playing the game, wearing just shorts and nothing else in the middle of summer and I'm sweating and everybody's having like a snow day on the island. I'm like, well, this sucks. And then in the middle of winter when I'm all bundled up and freezing and everybody's having like a beach day in summer paradise. I'm just like, what the fuck is, is it? Is it that real time? It's yeah. one to one. Yeah. It's still real time. It does. It's just like the previous games. The first day that you get to the Island, um, doesn't work in real time. Cause you have to complete your stuff. Cause it's just like a checklist it, but... you get through. Yeah. yeah. 
but then then it goes to real time and real dating and everything which is why the uh and what's kind of cool is the uh the sun actually sets in real time so you can actually watch the island like you can watch the the lighting change and everything which i i get a real kick out of but yeah after seven o'clock is when the tarantula shows up and it will attack you and make you pass out and go back to home you'll wake up like it doesn't hurt you but it's an inconvenience well, it's nice enough to drink and bring you back home and lay you in bed. Yeah. <laughs> but you, uh, oh, no, no, you're not in bed. You're actually outside your front door, so it's not that considerate. But, That's uh, not considerate. To, it's a tarantula now, and then after the end of April, we get a scorpion for the summer, and it does the same thing as a tarantula. As scorpion? But there's a thing. You can, you can buy a ticket and go to a mystery island, which is basically just to farm for supplies. And it's really funny because you can get Tarantula Island, which there's a circular river, and there's just tarantulas everywhere. And But if you can keep sneaking up on them and catching them, you can sell them for all these bells and basically get a shit ton of money, so it's actually worth it. But there's a hack, and it works, because I did it, and it works, where you can go to any mystery island and turn it into Tarantula Island. Because the game spawns insects based on the environment. So if it's after 7 o'clock and it's spawning night insects... Chop down all the trees so all the tree insects are gone. Dig up all the stumps so the stump insects are gone. And then pluck all the flowers, which also spawn insects. Dump all your shit on the beach. And then the only thing left are the wharf roaches, which you can scare away. And the tiger beetles, which just kind of run around. So scare them off and the game has no choice but in the algorithm to spawn a tarantula. Capture it. Rinse and repeat until you're rich. Until you run out of space to carry them, go home and sell them. So there's your your free Animal Crossing tip on this pro wrestling podcast. Oh yeah, this is a pro wrestling podcast, right? Is it? I don't remember. I heard a rumor. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you say? What do you say we get to it, Dan? What do you say we play some points or consequences? Oh, you, oh, that old chestnut. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, I guess I, I should also tell everybody what's coming up on the uh, the patron show this week. Uh, for all of you lovely, lovely patrons out there, like Glenn Kukan, Adrian Cotton, Jeff Trelowitz, Jay Winger, and Randy Moyer, who are in the the shout out tiers. For you lovely patrons, your show this week, we're going to review the first ever episode of SmackDown, the first one for the uh, the televised series, the August one. Not the special. I got a plan for that one. That one we're going to do... I want to do a like a month special where we review one-off stuff that ended up becoming permanent. Like ECW One Night Stand, for example. You know? Because uh, I don't think they ever did a test of Thunder. I think they just created Thunder. But every now and again they'll do I a test. I guess we can find out by looking at the list and seeing if it has a... If there's a discrepancy in the time, in the time period. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Um, but yeah, so that's something I want to do down the line. Uh, but we're going to review the uh, yeah the August twenty sixth, I think. It's yeah, it's right after SummerSlam, the first ever yeah, episode of SmackDown. It's, it's uh, the Thursday after SummerSlam. Triple H versus The Rock, Jericho's debut, all that stuff. It was right after the uh, oh, and uh, referee Shawn Michaels. You know what that means, right? I hope you, I hope you like his legs, because you're going to be seeing them. Because every time Shawn Michaels ever refereed anything, and then remember that time Randy Orton did it. 
And it was just like... So weird. Like, I guess you guys just hate pants. I mean, I hate pants too, but... But yet, when I'm in public... <laughs> well, at least Orton at least wore the tiger stripes. Freaking... <laughs> Sean didn't even do that, but... But yes, there'll be a lot to talk about the inaugural episode of SmackDown. And then the uh, the following week, we're going to do the inaugural episode of Nitro for the VIP people. And we're also going to talk about some legendary WrestleMania matches in the process. So, that'll be happening on this week's patron show. And it's only five bucks a month. Now, I'm not going to force people to sign up right now because I know some of y'all are on hard times. But That's hard times, baby. Hard times, baby. But remember, five bucks a month is very helpful to this show, and it does it does do a lot for us to keep the show going, especially because we actually do have bills to pay to keep make the show to keep it free and keep it going. So that is your bonus content. And patrons, as I've said before. If you have extra content you'd like, you can start suggesting it. And for those of you who aren't patrons, if you would like to suggest something that we could do that would intrigue you to become a patron, please let us know. We will absolutely take it into consideration. If there's and some kind of a bonus not content, do it because that would be terrible. Yeah, we take care of our patrons, Daniel. Do we? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We actually do. <laughs> That's why we do this other show. But yes, uh, yeah, we can play some points or consequences. Why not? Okay, well, you know, y'all, y'all seen the meme about because of toilet paper bullshit. Let's throw toilet paper in blank. This one is the take a word out of a movie title. Throw in toilet paper. One word, replace it with toilet paper. So you're actually replacing one word with two words, aren't you? Which, in some ways, is very. Uh... Uh, could make it better and it could make it awkward, I suppose. But, but yeah. So let's 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 hear these uh, these these uh, movie titles. And by the way, if you, it's a real. What was it? Oh yeah, it was uh, go out and toilet paper somebody's house. That's a real flex move right now. Well, yeah, I saw like somebody was like, oh, I got TP'd last night, and now it's now my house is worth. Three hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, saw something like that. My house is now appraised at three hundred eighty thousand dollars. I think that shit's hysterical. More, more of the good, less of the bad. Here we go. Night of the Living Toilet Paper. Oh dear, that's like that's like Return of the Mummy. (laughs) Right? Isn't that pretty much what it would be? I mean, yes. I mean, our mummies just zombies, but they're wrapped up, right? Is it just a zombie? Well, I mean, your generic mummy, not like your mummy, the mummy, mummy, because those obviously have like a thing going on. That was a big, know? that was a Big Bang Theory joke. It starts off where that Raj is arguing that mummies and zombies are the same thing, and then finally they just they're just like Sheldon, get him. And Sheldon's like, if a Mummy, if a zombie bites you, you become a zombie. But if a mummy bites you, you just become a schmo with a mummy bite. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, they, they kind of are. They, they're the undead. So they are, but they aren't. But yes, Night of the Living Toilet Paper would be not only a relevant topic right now, but a good subject for a quarantined movie. Because 
Well, we're out of toilet paper, but it came to life and is trying to kill us. Not if we kill it first. But we can't. But then you can have the guy who's, like, burning all the toilet paper zombies. And then they have to kill him because he's ruining all the toilet paper. It's a waste. I like that. And that gets you points. We just got to put a bullet through each each. Oh. oh, and Dan, let's change it up since we're doing this live. Please tell me who gets the points. You can send me the list after anyway, but go ahead and tell me. Oh, you want to know who I'll... it was? Yeah, I want to do the reacts because we're doing the live show. Let's change it up okay. and do the reacts. Well, that was 100 points to Glenn Kukin. Yay, Glenn, who is working his ass off right now. Glenn's job is apparently very essential. Uh, Yeah, I would say so. Um, But, uh, yeah. I would not want to be him in many ways with what's going on there. Yeah, uh, even though so. even though I still have to leave my house to go to work, um, I know it could be a lot worse. So, because yeah, I mean, I, I'm, that's for him to tell. But damn, yeah, yeah. You guys can message him yourself if you want to hear what he's dealing with right now. It's not it's not for us to talk about, but it uh, it is some pretty intense shit. So. All right, our next one is the never-ending toilet paper. Oh, now that's... <laughs> Dear God. Well, you know what? That would be the best thing ever for this current situation. That's like the never-ending soda. And that will be your first earmark. Oh, that's an earmark. So, I believe, is he still listening? It's Randy Moyer. Destroy a Moya. Randy, you Boy, better, you better still be in the chat if, if I'm going to, if, Randy, if you are not in the chat, I rescind your earmark. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, that's fucked. I can't do or that. Or I'll make you job with the next CK series. I'll make you job. Yes. Oh, that's much worse. Mm-hmm. Make him job mm-hmm. to Corbin. But I'm going to have to spend $20 before I do the next CKCW show because they put out a new stardom pack and everyone's updated their CAWs with moves from it. Oh. So I can't use half my wrestlers. Make Randy job to Ellis. Damn. <laughs> I haven't even made Ellis yet. Just I, lo- I always loved that that call was just Ellis. Just yeah. Ellis. No last name. Just Ellis. It's like Elias. Hello, I am Ellis. Mm-hmm. Our next toilet paper movie is Avengers Toilet Paper War. Not bad. Not great, but not bad. I mean, there would be a toilet paper war, right? And we probably would need the Avengers. The Vengies? Bring on the Vengies. By the way, hey. speaking of, I, I used the, uh, the free time to finally catch up on some movies, and I finally got to see Far From Home. See, I haven't seen it yet. I liked it. I liked I it. It was. Good. I thought it was just as good as Homecoming. So if you liked Homecoming, you'll like Far From Home. I did like Homecoming. And uh, and yes, there are. There is a. Uh, there's an oh shit mid credit scene, and the end credit scene is also an oh shit. So I mean, I heard about that about well, at least one of them. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, check it out if you have an opportunity. I believe. Um, I. Th- think it's still on the netflix what far from home yeah 
Because I don't think plus I don't think plus has it yet. So, well, I wouldn't. It Disney Plus wouldn't have. I genuinely don't remember which format I used to watch it, so I apologize. But yeah, give this one points because there because there would definitely be a toilet paper war. Okay, that's points to Jeff Krolowitz, host of two podcasts on CKCC Radio. And a freaking and Cine fan. He's got three shows. Yeah, and two of them are on our on our thing, and one of them is a friend of friend um, of the friend of the podcast. And he's a patron. It's freaking crazy. Jeff's a good man. He is a fine, not so young egg. He's an outstanding citizen. He uses his left and right turn indicators. Oh, I cannot speak of that. <laughs> Although he does seem the man with the, the sort of caliber. Question for you, Dan, because have you ever driven? Yeah, I have driven. Okay. do you Did you use your left and right turn indicators? Yes. I don't remember if you actually, I, I don't remember if you had told me if you had a driver's license or not. Uh, I don't have a license or anything, but I have driven. But you have been behind the wheel. Yes. I have. By the way, I would like everybody to know as driving, well, my delivery route is suspended right now, obviously. We're just shipping everything UPS. But when I am in my delivery van and I drive three days a week, I always use my left and right turn indicators. Not just because it's a company vehicle and I could probably get in more trouble for not doing that. So. All right. what, What else we got? We've got Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for toilet paper, Julie Newmar. Jesus Christ, that gets points just on based on how ridiculous the title is. That is points to me. I like that you went outside the box and didn't actually try to like make it fit the make it make it like fit the it, the current events. You just went for something outrageous. Well, my first thought was like superhero movie. Now I'm like, no, someone else is going to do that. And by the time I started typing, Jeff's entry was in. So <laughs> I was like, okay, what's the most outrageous movie name, title name I could think of? And I was like, fucking Tu Wong Fu. So where do I stick the toilet paper? I mean, I, I would have popped for Spider-Man Far From Toilet Paper. <laughs> I, I would have popped for Toilet Paper Endgame. So... You have options. <laughs> All right. Our next movie is The Land Before Toilet Paper. That's actually what we're living now. <laughs> so this actually, is just... we're living a land after toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. The Land Before Toilet Paper. Not a land I'd probably want to live in because I like having comfort when I wipe my ass. So I'm going to go ahead and say points. That's why I use wipes. <laughs> Well, I also did the, uh, when we were really having the shortage, like when it first happened, and my wife instituted a toilet paper ration in the house, which is still in effect, but uh, I'm I'm now actually using the the three-square limit instead of what I was doing, which was I pooped, and then I just got in the shower and washed myself off. Because I was like, how about if I use no toilet paper? Chris poops in the shower. Chris poops in the shower. I have actually never done that, believe it or not. Well, I've never pooped in the shower. 
Uh, as far as other things I've done in the shower, you pissed I, in the shower. Yeah. I yeah. Well, it actually, it's actually uh, beneficial and saves water. So I have no issue with J- that whatsoever. Jizz in the shower. <laughs> All right, we're going back to my high school years now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, that was points for that entry. Okay, that's points to Shabon. Siobhan. Our next movie Siobhan is... is out of beer. Send help. <laughs> I, uh, I follow his statuses. Yes. I. Whenever I pop on Facebook, they're usually the first 10 things are him. <laughs> I, I apologize for that. Our next I'm sure, he, I'm sure he does not. <laughs> the wizard of toilet paper. We could use him right about now. Uh, no, he seems rather useless, actually. Because <laughs> it's just a giant, fl- it's just a giant floating Charmin bear head. By the way, those bears are rich now; they're filthy rich. Yeah, you see that one where there's somebody put them like at a one of the commercials where they're like having a party or whatever, and they just put money all around. Them. Yeah, instead of the toilet paper, <laughs> they, they Photoshop money in their hands. <laughs> I also saw one where it's the uh, it's like the dad Charmin bear. Holding up the toilet paper, and he's got like a crown on, and like several gold necklaces, and all this other shit. Cha cha cha, Charmin. Did you see the Scooby Doo one, where it's like, let's see who's behind the sh- toilet paper shortage, and Fred unmasks him, and it's the Charmin Bear. <laughs> I thought that one was good too. Yeah, that gets points. The Wizard of Toilet Paper, useless as he might be. That is points to Adrian Cotton. So what road would you follow to get to the... To, to get <laughs> Shit to... Brown Road? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you follow the Hershey Highway. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my Wizard God. toilet paper. <laughs> By the way, the Amish are still out and about. You know how I know? Because their horses shit all over the road, and I always have to avoid it. it must and be that... some kind of a king. And now that he I've got... By the way, now that I have the 2020 Toyota Corolla, it yells at you if you go over the line. So every time I have to avoid a horse and buggy or horse shit, my car gets mad at me. Thanks, Amish. Oh, You're not driving straight. Are you drunk? Because of the toilet paper shortage, the Amish are actually making toilet paper to distribute in Lancaster County. So thank you, Amish. (laughs) You can meet them behind the building. I don't know. That might be itchy drug, shit, though. Drug deal. Oh my god, Amish! The Amish Mafia and toilet paper. On the on this season of Amish Mafia, the toilet paper shortage of 2020. Mm. All right. Anyway, next Oops. one: X Men Days of Toilet Paper Past. Oh, there you go. That's a there's some time travel for you. Uh, yeah. Remember the, those days when we had toilet paper? I remember. You must I... go back and prevent the assassination of the Sherman Bear. <laughs> <laughs> just go back, find Patient Zero in Wuhan, and just kill him. Like, like, that's don't it. eat the fucking bat, you retard. <laughs> we learned nothing from Ozzy Osbourne? Jeez. Uh, all I ate was the head. And he didn't even think it was real. He thought it was just a fucking rubber bat as a gag. And then all of a sudden, there was real bat. Real dead bat. 
Well, this one is also good. I will award this one the points. You get the points. Tom Dickinson. Hey! Wait for wait for live reaction in five, four, <laughs> three, two. Or I will just bury it. Good old Chef Tom. All right, our next and entry. Tom, Tom, I hope you and all of your students are well. Indeed. Attack of the Killer Toilet Paper. Oh, no! That's even worse than Night of the Living Toilet Paper, because now it's trying to kill you. Now it's actively trying to kill him. <laughs> Assholes beware. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to earmark that one. I like that one. Ooh, that's an earmark to Chaler. Hey, I remember. I remember the Chaler. By the way, all those live concerts that people are, are having, have you noticed that Taylor Chadwick has also had some? I have seen that he has some videos. Yes. So of him playing his guitar. Give him give him your love and support, people. Taylor's a, he's our he's our re- resident Elias, and he's pretty damn good too. Walk with Taylor. Chris Decker's been posting all of his uh his live videos and I, I, I popped a little bit because the keyboard I gave him was in one of the videos. And I was like, hey, I remember that. Which is funny because he totally said he was going to give that to his kids. And I'm pretty sure he's the one playing with it. So, you know. <laughs> Priorities, right? But yes. Uh, let's, ha- let's have another entry. Gone with the toilet paper. There it is. Points. That's points to William Halver. Hey, Bill. Hope you're well, buddy. Bill is happily enjoying retirement right now from the Walt Disney World theme parks. And he actually is retired, not just sitting around as the parks are indefinitely closed right now. Oh, and uh, all you spring breakers, good job, you fucking idiots. Dumbasses. You just made it that we'll have to wait in our three weeks because you're fucking retarded. As soon as I saw that article that was like, Spring Breakers test positive for coronavirus, I was like, Welp! No shit! Dumb ass is. But what do you expect from Florida? And then the Florida natives are like, But it's not us, it's all the out-of-towners. We're like, yes, but Florida is where people go to be stupid, so... Florida. I know. I old people and the young people who rob them. I lived in Florida. I'm well aware that that is where people go to be stupid. I can't. I actually can't think of another state where people act stupider. Well, that's the reason why they go there. Exactly. I mean, maybe Nevada, but they've embraced it to the point where it doesn't matter. But that's just one city. Florida's the whole goddamn state. It's the entire. Florida's got that huge ass coastline, so it's it's all the beaches everywhere. Or all the theme parks. Trust me, people act stupid in the theme parks. You've heard me talk about that. No shit. <clears throat> Next oh. entry. The Dark Toilet Paper. I'm assuming that's the Dark Knight. I would imagine. Eh. Eh. All it really just sounds like to me is toilet paper that's a dark shade of white or is actually black. And then you don't know whether or not you have to keep... Ro- keep 
it literally Let's defeats the purpose. Ah, uh, meh. You give it fifty. Ooh, that's fifty to Dan Dahl. I'm sorry, Dan. Not feeling that one. That's yeah, okay, Chris. <laughs> Why? Because I keep giving him earmarks and because <laughs> I keep giving him earmarks and wins. So it's just like, oh, oh, this is okay. No, you said you were sorry to Dan, and that's me, right? Oh, jeez. Oh, Ace Ventura, toilet paper detective. <laughs> that's points. That's points. Ugh. Kung Fu toilet paper. Hey, you didn't tell me who got the points. That's Michael Vaughn. That oh. got the Ace Ventura. Thank you. Okay, what was the next one? Kung Fu Toilet Paper. Kung Fu Toilet Paper. Well, if it's going to fight me, I guess I've earned it, right? Everybody was Kung Fu fighting. My only thing with this one is at this point in the game, I think we've gotten too many entries like this. So give this one 50. Oh. 50 to Joshua Vargason. By the way, you know what you know what this game reminds me of that uh the that uh the Chris Pratt outtake from Parks and Rec, where it's Andy Dwyer in the doctor's office. He goes, "Sometimes when I wipe, I wipe and I wipe and I wipe and I wipe like a hundred times, and there's still poop." And you just see Aubrey Plaza just starts laughing and has to turn away from the camera. He's like, "It's like I'm wiping a marker or something." It's a marker with the. With the tip gone, yeah, <laughs> and the cap's gone. I've <laughs> well, had that happen. <laughs> do you play? Te- do you play tennis, Mister Dwyer? No. Do you know what tennis is? Yeah. Well, what point comes after deuce? Wipe. And then they just stop, and Roblo just looks at him and just starts laughing. <laughs> uh, the Chris Pratt outtakes from Parks and Rec are the greatest thing ever. Everybody loves a good comeback story, right? Kim Kardashian. That's yeah, she got come on her back in that video. <laughs> that is the that that might be my favorite outtake from any TV show in history. Like that, I remember I was literally crying laughing the first time I saw that. Especially when you start seeing everyone's reactions, and Jim O'Hare who plays Jerry is just belly laughing uncontrollably. Yep. <laughs> Oh, that is definitely the funniest outtake ever. (laughs) All right. Anyway, back to toilet paper. (laughs) Uh, um, Harry Potter in the chamber of toilet paper. I'm going to give this one points because it's funny. But the only reason you can't get an earmark is because I came up with this and posted that on my own Facebook wall. So you're ripping me off. But chamber of toilet paper is still probably the funniest Harry Potter reference you can make out of that. So you may, you may take your points. Okay. Next entry. Who is it? You're forgetting. It was Jay Winger. I got to give my shout outs, bro. Oh, well, there's a reason why I wanted to get Jay. I don't remember reacting to that. So yeah. So I, he can keep his points. Okay. Continue. Oh, so, yeah, okay, yeah, you said 100 anyway, so. How the toilet paper was won. (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) 
like that. Yeah, well, unfortunately, this was by William Halver, who already had an entry. Wah, 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 wah. Unfortunately, Bill's not a regular, so he's not aware of the one-and-done rule because he doesn't really play that often. Uh, unfortunately, I now have to rescind his previous points. Sorry, Bill. You popped me, but... We'll have to, unfortunately, rescind those previous points. And, because of your rule violation, Bill, I also must inform you, you will not get a free entry for your, uh, for our finale. Oh that, shit, I'm gonna delete your entries. You may, you may in fact delete those entries. Because I just changed them both to zeros, but no. Nope, no, delete them, because that is a punishment for a rule violation, is you, you lose a week of... You lose a week of your, uh, the, uh, the pot. You don't go into the pot. Sorry. Them's the rules. Uh, don't, bo- if he, if he posted a third one or anything, don't even bother with it. That sucks, too, because I was going to earmark that. <coughs> he also had the Gone with the Wind one, which you, you like, too. That was his previous entry. Fuck, those were good. It's very disappointing, but that, them's the rules, right, Dan? Them's the rules. All right, we're now at the Chase Owens. Chase Owens. Batman versus toilet paper. Dawn of Justice. Points. That's points to CJ Hardman. You know, there's a lot of ways you could have gone with that, but I I like that it was Batman fighting the toilet paper instead of Superman. Why did you say that name? Uh, I Martha, Dun- Martha Dunn wiped her ass yesterday. Uh, I feel it's a funny story to look back on when EC3 and our banquet captain got into an actual heated argument about that movie in our hotel lobby. I should have recorded it because it was really funny. But that banquet captain sadly passed away last year. So, so he was wrong. So there you go. <laughs> EC3 is your winner. Well, EC3, <laughs> EC3 was defending the movie. Uh, the captain said it was the worst movie he ever saw, and I disagreed with both of them because I did not enjoy the movie, but it was far from the worst movie I've ever seen. <clears throat> so, Austin Any- Powers, International Man of Toilet Paper. <laughs> Funny, <clears throat> point-worthy, but there is a lot of ways you could have gone with uh, with an Austin Powers reference. Yeah, I feel like, eh, eh, it's fine. It's, take your points. We're good. Just do your thing. It's 100 to Russell, right? Take the points. Take the points and run. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Toilet Paper. There we go. Now we're freaking talking. I probably would have went Toilet Paper of Doom on myself, but hey. Temple of Toilet Paper is pretty damn good, too. Raiders of the Lost Toilet Paper. The Toilet Paper Crusade. I mean, you can't really go wrong with that. Kingdom of the Crystal Toilet Paper? (laughs) Of the Toilet Paper Skull? I would have popped for that, too. (laughs) Is this Ellis' entry? Because he just wrote, oh, there I am, 
in the chat yep. and you haven't revealed who this is. Well, now that I know it's Ellis, this gets no point. I'm just kidding, Ellis. Oh, yeah, you fucked up. You popped before he gave you points. <laughs> Don't blow up your spot, dumbass. It was, fu- you, it was funny. You can have your points. That's points to Ellis. Way to blow your spot, though, dumbass. Ellis, how was grocery shopping? Yeah, clearly, you survived. So, you you survived this edition of the Hunger Games. By the May way, the did odds you be ever in your favor? Did you see the district the the district map correlation? Yeah. I'm actually in District 13, so I'm in the abandoned district. I'm in the largest district. There you go. Because that comes out every few years. Because like they they they've known for a while they were. Anyway, it's the penultimate entry, and it is the day the toilet paper stood still. Oof. Points. That's points to Matt Hardman. And now, your final entry. Waha! I'm just taking a Toilet guess. paper back to the hood. Wait, wait what? Toilet paper back to the hood. Okay. You you broke up for a minute. I actually thought you said back to the toilet. And I was like, what the fuck? Back to the hood. <laughs> That's points. And it's points to Don Mario. <laughs> for the freaking lepre- the leprechaun. Sequel to a sequel. I know. He picked such a horrible movie to write. That's the story. That's the story of the of the street gang who successfully found toilet paper at the Dollar Tree and made it back to the hood. Dude, oh yeah, I had a, uh, a guy on my supercard team. And he would go to every store and they were out of soap and sanitizer. And he's like, well, we're going to try one last place, the dollar store. And I was like, that's stupid. That would be the first place people went to. And nope, that place still had tons of tons. Of, and I was like, oh, so are that stupid in your town I mean I'd like to say that hu- the human population as a whole isn't stupid but after watching how people oh, an individual this, is smart people are dumb people are prone dumb to panic. prone to panic yep there it is ah whatever, there you go whatever agent K agent K's yep. thing yep 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 thank you thank you for that reference because that's the truth but yes, uh, that was points for Don, and uh, I'd like to hear my earmarks. I believe we're down to two, because we had to rescind one. Was it two, or did I do three? I don't remember. There is two earmarks. Okay. A person is smart, people are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Oh, this, and here you go. Here's the example. <laughs> Gestures wildly. <laughs> All right. Your first earmark was the never-ending toilet paper from Randy Moyer. And the second other is Attack of the Killer Toilet Paper. God, those are so good. From Shaler. Those are so good. So what do, what do I want to award more? Do I want to award something? Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or the never-ending story? Part two. <laughs> Part two, yeah. Where he uses his final wish to wish that the witch wasn't such a bad lady. What's the um? 
Oh my god, I just I just blanked. What's the dragon's name? Atreyu? That's the character. Yeah. Right? Something like that. Well, the dragon that looks like a fucking dog. Well, when in doubt, <laughs> he just wipes his ass on the dragon. <laughs> I mean, he's big, fluffy, and white. Attack of the killer. Falcor, you son of a Falcor, bitch. thank you. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. It's Falcor with a... I almost said Artemis. I'm like, no, that's the suicidal horse. Oh, shit. Uh... These are both really good. I'm I'm genuinely stumped on which one I would want to pick. Um, Do it. Do it. But I think just for this day and age, I think I have to give the win to the never-ending toilet paper. Because that's the most relevant right now. Live reaction in three. <laughs> Let's hear that live reaction, Randall, because I know you're listening. Yes, but yeah, that's going to... And, and the other one will keep its bonus 25. Yeah. Send me that list. I'll use some of my quarantine Send time to uh, to update and all that other stuff. You can print it out and then wipe your ass with it. Maybe I will. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this, this treat of going live on Facebook to make up for the fact that none of y'all can really do too much right now. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening. And if you uh, if you like us doing this on Facebook, maybe we can do it in Facebook more often because we definitely got some better participation than we've ever gotten in Twitch. So that's that's pretty cool. Plus, it expands it out, lets the whole group see it. And then for those of you who are who are Podbean subscribers and are have not joined the Facebook group, you can. Get an opportunity to listen live. The only thing that sucks is we have to actually schedule this kind of stuff. And sometimes it doesn't really work out. So it might not be a definite thing. But maybe during this quarantine time, we can figure stuff out. During uh, this quarantine. Exactly. Uh, next week is when the two-night WrestleMania stuff is going to take place. I will watch it. I will judge it. We'll, we'll be discussing that for the, the patron show at some point. I don't know if we're going to have to split that or how we're going to do that yet, but we'll figure it out because of the two-night deal. Um, let's see. We, I already said next week we're going to do the first-ever Nitro. I'm actually really looking forward to that because I think I've only watched that once or twice in my entire life. Yeah, I've only seen it like two, two maybe three. Yeah, so that's going to be that's going to be a, a really fun review. Oh, we're going to shit on Lex Luger. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> oh, yes, we are. Um... But yeah, uh, if you guys like this, we'll we'll keep doing stuff this way. But do us a favor on on Podbean. A, download the episode or play it anyway, even if you listen live, so we can still get the hits if you're a regular person who does that, because we are kind of counting on that stuff. And do what I do. Put it on your phone and then play it with the volume down just one above mute. Wow. Hey, that works. <laughs> And because, then, uh, you know, most of the content I've already participated in it, so. <laughs> and then, um. The rest of it you can listen to. We got, we got some good stuff, guys. There's this really cool thing you can do on social media where you can share the link. Oh, to, shit. To encourage people to not just listen, but to sign up and hear all of the shows. 
You could do it in like two button presses. Yeah. And and make sure you point out that it's not just the wrestling stuff either. We've got the music shows. We've got the motivational show. We got the paranormal show. We got the Simpsons show. We have stuff. There's stuff for people to listen to. Like that's the whole point of the channel. So get us out there, y'all. And uh get us these uh get us them them views and stuff and things because this is what we need to keep growing and expanding. And I'll go ahead and I'll announce it now. When we hit a thousand li- listens and downloads on the channel, and we're nearing 500, so we're getting there, we are going to air the first ever full unadulterated shoot interview special on CKCC Radio. Uh, I was originally going to let Dan have the, the floor for the first one, but Jeff and I were already talking about something we were going to do with me, and he's already got questions. So I said, you know what? Screw it. You've already put out the effort. So we're going to go ahead and do my shoot first and then Dan's pretty much right after that. We're going to do an unadulterated shoot interview for our 1000 deal. It's going to be a special. And this is going to be a true ask me anything. And when I say a true ask me anything, I mean anything is on the table. I will have no restrictions on what you can ask. The only thing is it has to be like, personal type questions you know don't be like hey here's a trivia question because that's just that's just stupid jeff was going to host it he's already been planning out questions for an interview he was going to do for me with wrestling i'd very much like to talk a lot about my time in wrestling and i'd really like to talk about my time in the theme parks organize those questions and get them to jeff in some capacity however jeff wants you to do it you can message him or email him whatever's easiest for him he's the host he's going to do the question organizer but there is no limit to the stuff you can ask me so you can ask me personal questions you can you can ask me private questions you can if you really want to hear my political and religious opinions this is the only time it's going to be allowed on the channel is during these unadulterated shoots the ask me anythings so you really want to know what my opinion is on political topics or how I would be a, for president or what my religion is or what my view is on religion, all that other stuff that I don't talk about on the regular stuff. This is your chance to hear it if you're genuinely interested in that stuff. If you want to talk to me about TV and movies and video games and books and all that fun stuff that I'm interested in, uh, you know, make them fun. The big thing is there's no limit as to how many questions you can ask. The only thing is don't do stupid shit like, like, how how big are your nipples? Because, like, that's just... Save those type of questions for Joey Image when he does his. He'll answer shit like that. I'm just going to roll my eyes and bury you. Uh, don't question if you're if I'd be afraid to answer it. I'd rather I- explain to you why I don't want to answer that question or why I can't answer that question instead of you being, like, having an opportunity to ask me something. There's no limit on on what you can ask and how you can ask it. The only thing I do ask is I don't want to see any of the questions beforehand. I want the entire thing to be going in blind. So don't, like, post a thread in the group and be like, hey, I'm going to ask him this. So I end up seeing it. It's already hard enough to avoid points or consequences as it is because every now and again I still get an entry spoiled for me. I just try to – I with my memory being what it is, I genuinely forget about it <laughs> anyway. So it's not a bad thing. But – and – uh. And when, when mine's done, start thinking about stuff you want to ask Dan. 
and he can put his own parameters up there, whatever you want, because it's it's your own shoot interview. So if you want to put parameters up and be like, hey, I'm not talking about this, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to go for the whole the whole deal. But but yeah, that's what's coming as a CKCC radio special. So I hope you guys will enjoy that stuff. Other than that, do you have any final words for our lovely listeners before we sign off here? Uh, go fuck yourself? I don't know. Have a nice time. Aw, that was wholesome. Be safe. Be safe. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, I'm a person who is... So, I know. Um, I'm not going to say who this is, because it's not public information, but I actually do now know somebody personally who has contracted it. And I'd like to wish them well and hope they get, you know, hope they, uh, hope they beat it. Hope they beat its ass. It's the only thing you can hope for, oh, right? Oh, yeah. that oh, I, I know of the person and I know that they are probably going to have a very rough time. Yes. So. Yes. Indeed. So. I hope they are doing, I hope they take all the precautions and get the help they need. Indeed. Because they probably need it. And I'll be helping them out. I got a little care package I'm going to send them. So, <clears throat> but yes, uh, take it seriously. But, uh, you know, this is a good time for us to catch up on some retro wrestling. So, <laughs> or, you know, if there was a D and D show that's four years deep that you haven't started watching yet. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, follow Randy Moyer's advice. Don't be COVID idiots. That's a good one. I like that one. So, we will see you guys next week for more Wrestle Talk here on CKCC Radio and maybe even live again on Facebook. Maybe next week, maybe, and definitely down the line. Take care. Spike your hair. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. <laughs>